are taking ownership of our narrative, leading the conversation, enlightening our listeners. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Africa Business Radio is now available on Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Take us everywhere. Download the app for easy access to our informative content. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Wednesday and it is time for EJRA Africa on Africa Business Radio for all the grown women out there who are ready to make some money and know about doing business in Africa. This is your show. Remember guys to always follow us on Twitter at Africa Biz Radio, like our Facebook page, Africa Business Radio, and use the hashtag EJRA Africa so people know that you're talking about us, hey? This is the show that gives valuable and much-needed information to the modern-day businesswoman in Africa. The show is for entrepreneurs, women in corporate, and women aspiring to get into business. It offers information on opportunities, mentorship, and the ins and outs of running a business in Africa. We give actionable information and inspiration, expose and connect female entrepreneurs to opportunities like funding, new markets, collaborations, and support systems across Africa. This is the last week of Women's Month in South Africa, so... Guys, happy Women's Month. I hope you got all the flowers, chocolate. No, I don't think anyone even said happy Women's Month to me, Shem. I've been saying this on air for the longest time, but guys, this is a hint. If you're my friend, you're lacking somewhere. I'm your host, Kudzai, as usual, and I have an amazing and exciting show lined up for you. Today, we're talking about building confidence to do business. We don't talk about this a lot. We think, yeah, I have an idea. I'm just going to start my business and it's going to run. But, you know, you need a certain level of confidence to be able to talk to customers, to get suppliers, to, you know, negotiate a loan with your manager, bank manager. You need some confidence. And that's something that us women usually lack. Um, We shrink ourselves. So 
In our ABCs, I'm going to talk about how to find your voice in the workplace. This is for my corporate women out there. And for our mentorship and opportunities, we're going to explore finding opportunities that work for you. Not everything works for you guys. So you have to find something that works for you, your your personality, um, the place that you are, the budgets that you have. And then my guest is Tamiko Kweya. She's going to join us on the phone. She had an amazing masterclass in South Africa and Namibia over the past few weeks. And I just want to recap of what she's, you know, discovered about entrepreneurs in Africa and how we can keep building our confidence as women in business in Africa. And then finally, we'll talk about the networks that you can use online and offline to meet businesswomen and create that ecosystem that is so much needed. Don't go anywhere for the next 55 minutes because this show, guys, take a pen and paper, actually, guys. I'm going to go on a quick break and we'll be right back with how to find your voice in the workplace. I'm a grown woman. Welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed the song because I wanted us to get all fired up, you know, so that people don't tell us what to do because we are grown. Right now, guys, I'm going to talk about finding your voice in the workplace. And this is something that's quite important for us to learn to do. Women in today's workplace have great ideas, but usually fail to execute them or to get them noticed because their voice isn't loud enough in the workplace. So now how do we as women find our voice in the workplace and get things done as well as get credited for the work that we put in? I find this to be very important. You could get things done in the background, but how many of us actually get the credit that we want from our bosses, you know, from colleagues and, you know, other people in the industry that we're working in? Now, if you ask female um, executives why they stay quiet, this is a research that was done. They explained that the aggressive and dominant macho culture that men, men tend to be a part of in senior meetings made it hard for them to find the confidence to speak up and to cut through, them, through the noise. So 
people, most women just keep quiet because, you know, a guy is there, he's assertive, he's being loud, he's sitting there with his legs open, and he's just taking over the whole meeting. So you think, okay, maybe let me let me shut myself down, let me be quiet. But this is actually a problem because it's frustrating, and you boil these frustrations up, and you keep them inside, and then you end up fighting with your family, you end up fighting with your friends, you end up feeling unappreciated all around in your life when it's actually mostly just because of your work your work situation that you're not happy with so women we shouldn't let men drown us out just because guys talk loudly you know they have deep voices already we don't need to make this a thing and we don't need to shrink because of this so i'm going to give you guys some tips on how to be more assertive how to get your voice heard in the office place you don't need to shout stand on top of a table and start you know complaining and all of this stuff you just need to find a way to get yourself heard respected and credited guys credit is very very important now guys let's start off with what you should do tip number one you should also give credit where credit is due so the next time you hear a, a female colleague make a good point in a meeting express your appreciation and try repeating it okay so it's not just about you getting credit or you getting respect. It starts with you giving it to someone else as well. Um, you should repeat a good thing that other women have said. So if she said a key point, back her up. Don't wait for the guys to back her up. Don't wait for the guys to say, okay, yeah, you said something nice, of which most likely they won't. You're the ones that are supposed to start backing each other each other up. It's a clever way to echo the statement and discourage men from taking credit credit for the idea so if you women band, band together already in the meeting in an office and a woman says one good thing and the next one says you know what i actually quite agree with your with your stance on this lisa and then ashley says you know what lisa this is a great point you've already built um you've already put some meat on on this idea and now it it's hard for a guy to come and take it over because a lot of female voices or a lot of voices actually have stood by this idea and they backing this person up the second thing that i encourage you guys to do is open open the floor to other women you know i've seen i've seen women coordinate reaching out to one another in meetings so a woman can say to another female colleague you know after offering insight do you have additional thoughts so you look at the other woman in the room guys we need to band together to be quite honest and we need to give each other opportunities we can't just wait for men to give us opportunities or you know our bosses to give us opportunities we should start also being assertive in ourselves so if you're in a meeting and you've made your point across and maybe you want feedback or you know you you want to give another woman of the floor to speak just look at her and ask her if she has anything to add most of the time she actually does have something to add and maybe wasn't so confident to just start speaking out on herself and she just needs that extra nudge so this is quite a great opportunity um to give your colleague an opportunity for her voice and opinion to be heard especially amongst other male colleagues so to be clear, you know, both men and women do have strong contributions, but when women are unable to break into conversation and meaningfully um, contribute, we need to be more strategic with our approach. So remember this one. I actually like this one very much. Just look at the other woman and ask if she has anything to add. Quite simple. And then practice speaking up whenever you can. 
even if it's a small internal meeting, we know some people are shy and for you to get into this big end of year meeting or this big meeting with your big bosses from other departments or whatever the case may be can be intimidating. So practice speaking whenever you can. If it's a small meeting with your team and it's just the three of you or the four of you or whatever size your team is, just, you know, make your, your points heard. Use the opportunity to either let um, junior colleagues lead in conversation or brush up on your own speaking skills. So, you know, you, it's not just about you always speaking all the time in these smaller teams. If you find that one of your colleagues is quite shy and doesn't like speaking, encourage you to speak in these smaller group meetings because it's usually with people that you work with on a day-to-day and they are less intimidating um, than the big bosses and the big meetings. So it's quite easier for someone to now learn to find their voice if it's in a smaller group. The often you speak, the more often you speak, the easier it will become. So soon you'll be able to establish it as a norm um, and it'll boost your confidence and leadership skills when there are more opportunities to engage and participate. So even if it, it, you can't start with um, talking to your team members in a small team meeting, when people are grabbing coffee or lunch in the kitchen, start making conversation. You know, if they're in a conversation, start also putting your two cents. Don't be rude about it and interrupt other people's conversations. But just try to also, you know, chip in and just talk. Just be comfortable with talking. Okay. Now, don't start with a negative. We may have um, some certain unconscious speaking habits that also could be holding us back. So the first step is to become more aware of them. Here's a very quick, quick example. You should never begin your comment or question with, um, this may be a stupid or silly question, but um, do you think that we need to add more workers for ABCD? People have habits to do this. You shrink yourself. I don't, you know, I actually don't understand why people do this. Sometimes you do it subconsciously. You know, sometimes you don't want to be judged if you you are asking a question that's not appropriate or that you feel is stupid. But I think no question is stupid or silly. So avoid starting things like that in a meeting. Say, okay, um, I might I might be a bit out of line, or this may be um out of topic, or you know, this is a bit of a silly question. Maybe to some of you, don't don't start with the negative. Be positive. You know, be confident um about what you're saying. No one will believe in you if you don't start believing in yourself. No one will love you if you don't start loving yourself. You know how that whole drill goes. So go, just ask the question as it is. If you want to ask if they should be hiring more employees for a certain department, just ask. How, should we be hiring more employees for this department? And how many employees should we we, we be hiring and be confident with your question because the moment some people see that you're not quite sure of yourself they take advantage of that and even if your question was actually a very valid question it's much easier now for someone to take over um, the conversation and you know you n- never know where it will end um, they can end up getting um, the credit for that solution that might come out of the question that you would have raised so try your best not to start with a negative when you're asking um, questions. Now, be very mindful of your tone. So this is along the same the same lines. It's not only the words that you use, but the tone of your voice that impacts your credibility. Even if you're worried about what people may be thinking, speak with a steady voice and an even tone. If you speak confidently, you come across as more prepared and diligent. 
when you're speaking of tone, avoid to upspeak. Now, I, I don't like people who do this. Like they speak on top of other people. Mm-mm. It makes every statement sound like a question and can lead listeners to doubt your comments. This is very, very important. And I see it with a lot of people when you're giving presentations. I know nerves get everyone, guys. I also get nervous when I'm about to go in front of a stage and speak. And I've been speaking in front of people since I was 10 or 9. Was I 9? <laughs> I don't even remember. But I've been speaking in front of crowds for the longest time. But even up to now, when I get in front of a crowd, I get nervous. But I try my best to not let it show in my voice. Maybe my first two sentences can have a bit of nerves in there that you can maybe detect. But I try to, you know, own it. I try to believe in what I'm saying. I'm confident with what I say. Like right now, guys, I'm churning out this information like I'm writing a book about it because I'm confident about it. So watch your tone. Try not to have that squeaky voice or, you know, try not to whisper or, you know, sometimes your voice breaks. It happens. But practice. If you realize that you've got this thing happening and you, you your voice starts breaking or shaking when you're making a presentation, it's quite obvious that you're nervous. And you don't want to to come across as a nervous person because it makes people doubt if you're even sure about what you're talking about. So just practice on your own with a friend. Do a presentation for your friends. Hey, when you're over at your house for wine or whatever, do a presentation. Let them give you pointers. You know, you never know what you're doing. Maybe you're playing with your, your skirt or maybe you're playing with your hair or moving your hands and your body too much, which is quite distracting. So just practice. The last thing is you should stand on your own to feet ladies don't rely on others to stand up for you some of us you know have great mentors colleagues but at the end of the day you have to stick up for yourself i guarantee people are always watching um they're watching you as a middle manager or senior manager and they're looking at what you're doing we get more scrutiny um, scrutiny than men uh, when we're in positions of power for some strange reasons, people think they should always check on us, but they don't know that we have it. So be confident. Stand up for yourself, okay? And you should take the responsibility and just go with it. Show that you know what, what you're doing. If you feel like you're, you've been given too much work, because this is the thing sometimes. People think they can walk all over you and give you too much work and you can't speak up. Learn to speak up. If you can't say it in words, write an email, but don't let people walk all over you. Believe in yourself, be brave, and if you have an opinion, share it. And on a side note, I know I said this is the last one, but let's not be rude. Because some people feel like to be heard, you need to be loud and you need to be rude and you need to be aggressive. You don't even need to be all of those things. You just need to be confident with who you are, calm in who you are, and just be assertive when you're saying things. Guys, this is what I have for you. In this segment, I hope it was helpful and I help, I really hope most of you guys who are listening will be able to speak up more in meetings, speak up more to your bosses when they're being unfair, when they're giving you too much work and use the tips that I've just given. And the favorite thing about these tips is it involves helping each other out. So give each other the floor, give each other a chance to speak, give each other a chance to, you know, make your opinions heard and back each other up. Um, in corporate or even when you're an entrepreneur you try to to get a team that helps you do all of this we're going to go on a quick break and when we come back i'm going to give you a few tips again 
on how to spot opportunities that can work for you. Stay tuned to EJRI Africa on Africa Business Radio. Africa Business Radio is now available on Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Take us everywhere. Download the app for easy access to our informative content. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. on Africa Business Radio. I am Kudzaya, host with the best business information for women in Africa. Yes, I said it. I have the best. Um, remember to always follow us on Twitter at Africa Biz Radio, like our Facebook page, Africa Business Radio. Use the hashtag EJRAFrica and if you have any praise to give you, I won't even say complaints, but if you do have complaints, you know, you never know. I'm here to learn. Um, you can email info at africabusinessradio.com. Now, guys, let's talk about ways to make good money. And I feel like this is important. Everyone knows how to find an opportunity to do business or they think they know. But we see a lot of businesses fold or fail for one reason or the next. No, it wasn't really working. No, the market wasn't really ready. Why Why didn't you know that the market wasn't ready for what you were offering, girl? So, you know, we start businesses 
or join businesses because we think um, they're trending at times. You know, we're like, oh, everyone's selling shoes. Yes, let me sell shoes. Weaves are trending. Yes, let me sell weaves, girl. But doesn't mean you're going to be successful selling those weaves. And it's always best to explore opportunities that work with your character, your location, and obviously um, the place that you're at in, in your life as well. So I'm going to run through some things that you need to think about when you're looking for a good business opportunity. Okay, guys. So the first is when you're looking for the next big thing. You have to know what the product or service will, will, the needs that will be met, okay, by this. What's the needs that you're giving people? Do they need it? Do they want it? You know, it's a tough characteristic to find when you're looking for new opportunities, but it's probably the most important. So whenever you evaluate an opportunity, ask yourself if there is really a need for the product or service. Does the product or service solve a problem for your consumers? Um, or you may con- you may consider using the Google Consumer Surveys or a similar survey service. I know when you go to these companies that do research and things, they're quite expensive. But there's things like Google that make it much easier for people. Or if you really are not tech savvy and you don't even know what I'm talking about, you're like, Kudzai, this is the first thing time I've heard of anything called a Google Consumer Survey. Just talk to people directly. Okay, just go there with your questionnaire. And start asking people questions. And, you know, it's the best way to see if people are going to be interested. Because in talking and in doing this questionnaire, some more things can start coming up. You know, they can start telling you, hey, you know what? You might be trying to offer this, but I actually want this on top of whatever it is that you're selling. So you might be selling hair, for example. And you might be thinking, okay, I'm going to start with hair. And the person tells you, you know what? Hair is all good and nice, this Indian hair. But we don't really have froze a lot of froze wigs and I'm looking for that and I want them in different colors so you see when you talk to people you actually really know what they need and if the need is already met you need to determine if your company can do a better job so it doesn't mean you just have to start where no one has ever gone you know and it's quite rare anyway now unless you're creating a whole new invention Someone's probably done the business that you're doing, but you have to find out if your company can do a better job at whatever it is that you're offering. So if it's in the service industry and you see, okay, the service industry, it's packed, but not, no one's as good as, going to do it as good as I can. That's a different story. And see if the opportunity will work in your location. This is very important. If the opportunity meets the need, great. But is it going to meet? Um, is it going to mean much if that need isn't specific to your location, or the company won't work in your location? There has to be a demand, and that's actually very location dependent. You also have to think of the economic environment. There might be a need in your geographical location, but are the people in that location going to take the time and the money needed to get started with your company? So location is key. And when we talk of location, we think of, okay, when I'm setting up my business, the location, but is it working for the opportunity that you're actually looking at? And do you have the resources that you need? Guys, this is very, very important. I am a very big advocate of bootstrapping and starting small, but there's a limit to bootstrapping and starting small, okay? So do you actually have the resources? You can, you know, do all this bootstrapping that you need, but is it enough? 
it's more of a personal requirement as well for an opportunity as opposed to finding you know something in general can do you have the personal resources can you wake up every day at 4 a.m and go to bed at 10 p.m are you prepared to do that it's not just about the money so you have to think of this the money is also very important the space is also very important can you meet the demand it wouldn't really help if you don't have resources and then there's this big demand and you can't fill it up and your competitor sees this and maybe they they're rich kids they have the money and they take it over so you have to be prepared to service emotional resources physical resources and monetary resources should be ready and can you provide the product or service at the right price according to the market? Price differs with what what market you're in. You have to consider the market and the price. You should ask yourself whether or not you can provide the product or service at a price that the market can handle. And will your price attract customers while still earning a profit? I know this is tough, but you should you should ask ask your friends if you have a product. Ask your friends, hey guys, I'm selling this dress for two hundred dollars. Would you buy? People will be like, sure, I would rather go to Woolies, or I would rather go to a designer store. You, you with your hands, so you have to make sure it's it resonates with the people that you're trying to sell this to. And you can test this on your friends and family. To be quite honest, this is not so difficult. And the last thing that is very important is timing. The timing has to be right in terms of the market and your resources. It is everything when evaluating business opportunities. It encompasses all of the points I've said before, all of the other four points. Your timing personally and the timing in the market and the timing of your current location should all marry. They should all come together. Everything has to line up in order for the opportunity to really work. And you need to find the window before making a commitment. If the timing isn't right, you are better off passing or revisiting the opportunity later. And keep watching the market and doing your research so you're ready to jump in when the timing lines up. Now, you should also... You should also remember that even when the economy is down, there could be a window of opportunity. So don't say the timing is wrong, the rand is in the tank, or, you know, this and that. Hey, there could be an opportunity. It, it depends on what you're actually doing. And also don't use this as an excuse to keep postponing going after your dreams. When you say, oh, the timing isn't right, I haven't put this together. Guys, don't be too picky. Just jump, you know, just get off the ledge and jump. But make sure you're jumping into the right thing, okay? I'm not saying just go blind. Make sure everything comes together. And this is the best way to find an opportunity. If you were thinking that I'm going to tell yes, find where they are tenders. Girl, no. Even if you're going for tenders, whatever business you're getting into, all these points will make sense for you to make money in that market for that opportunity in the time that you want to make that money. Now I'm going to go on another quick break, a very short one, because I want to get Miss um, Tamika Kwea on the phone and talk to her about the recently ended four city tour, um, masterclass tour on owning your brilliance and, you know, just being confident as a woman doing business in Africa or wherever it is, really, it's, it's stretches out to everyone. So stay tuned to eat to Egeria Africa I will be right back with so much more great information. You are listening to Africa Business Radio. For up-to-date insights on the African business landscape, 
Log on to www.africabusinessradio.com. Your favorite shows are available as podcasts. Download them on our website and mobile app. Africa Business Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. Welcome back to EJ Africa on Africa Business Radio. I'm your host, Kudzai, the fun one, the business-minded one. And I have now on the phone Tamiko. Um, for you guys that don't know, Tamiko is the CEO and founder of Pursue Your Purpose. She is a pro- proven leader in the marketplace among small business, business owners nationally and internationally. In 2016, she was appointed as the mentor to emerging entrepreneurs in Kenya and Uganda as part of Tony Elumelu's entrepreneurship program, which funds and develops new enterprises throughout the continent of Africa. She's also a member of Forbes Coaches and the National Association of Professional Women. She recently completed a four-city tour of her masterclass, Owning Your Brilliance, and that was in South Africa and Namibia. Welcome back to the studio, Tamiko. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. It is a pleasure. Yes, I'm so excited to find out everything about the Just Ended Own Your Brilliance tour. Yes. How was, how was your trip? Let's start there. How was your trip to South Africa and Namibia? You know, the best way that I can describe it was like, it felt like home to me. Mm. And I felt like I was well-received and welcomed home. I have fallen in love with the African people, and I hope they have fallen in love with me. (laughs) And I plan to come back many, many, many more times. Mm, That's so nice. Was it what you expected from the media, from CNN, the picture of Africa, and then boom. (laughs) Well, 
Thankfully, I don't get my uh, information from the mainstream media because I know it's very skewed and distorted. So mm. I read a lot and I, and I also base my opinions uh, about Africa from Africans. <laughs> so yes. if you really want to know the truth about Africa, go to Africans, Africans. and exactly. talk to Africans. So I have, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a team of uh, global brand ambassadors who are all based in different parts of Africa. And so that's primarily how I source my information about the mm. continent. Okay. Now, just to give our listeners maybe who didn't quite get what the Own Your Brilliance Masterclass Tour was about. Very briefly, what was the Masterclass Tour that you were having here um, in South Africa and Namibia all about? Okay, so Own Your Brilliance, if you just think about that statement, it's a declaration. It's, mm-hmm. it's calling people to take ownership, particularly women, to take back ownership of their brilliance, which is encompassed by their gifts, talents, skill sets, and abilities, Mm -hmm. and showing them how to package them and monetize them in an entrepreneurial context. So, you know, there are a lot of women who are uh, highly gifted and skilled, but they're in roles and positions professionally that really aren't in alignment with who who they are or what they really are or -hmm. should be doing. So it's also helping women to be more purpose-driven and doing what they really want to do and enjoy and love as opposed to doing what they have to do. Mm. Okay. You know, on today's show, I'm actually focusing on getting that confidence that you need to successfully run a business because a lot of people overlook the Mm -hmm. need for you to be confident in business, whether you're a man or a woman, you need to be able to stand your ground. And as women, it's unfortunate that most women shrink themselves. Um, you know, when they get into mm-hmm. a meeting, mm-hmm. they'll rather let the men speak. It's also a cultural thing. Sometimes it's also religious, depending yeah. on what you re- religion yeah. you're following. Now, what should we do mm-hmm. to take steps to change this, to take steps to be more confident with ourselves and our voice and our ideas? You know, it's interesting. That's a, a really, really interesting question because it has that question along with the question about how do you stay motivated? The, those two questions were recurring questions okay. almost in every masterclass wow. that I received from the women. Mm. So, yeah, so I'm so happy that you are addressing that. So if I could share really briefly yeah. just five tips mm. that women can uh, to use to boost their confidence in business, despite their religion or their cultural background. So the first thing is to identify what it is that you're good at there. You know, you have a natural confidence when you know that you're very good at something. Right. And so you, uh, the, the second thing would be become proficient in your skill set until you reach expert status. Okay. So women can be experts also, not only men, women also are problem solvers. We're multitaskers. You know, we, we bring a lot to the table. And we need to position ourselves in a way that um, people will see us as experts. And then mm-hmm. we will gain an ear and respect from men and women alike when we're proficient in our skill set and can solve problems and bring value to people. Yeah. The third thing is to be deliberate, be deliberate about pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. 
you know, it's something very rewarding intrinsically when we can go into situations and environments that are outside of our comfort zone and push ourselves beyond the, those internal feelings of inferiority or of, of uh, lacking confidence, just being deliberate, do it afraid. You mm-hmm. know, that's a way for you to, to gain confidence because then you prove to yourself, I, I could do it yeah. and I did it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's rewarding for your confidence level. It will benefit women beyond um, way beyond where they are now. Um, to, to push themselves out of their comfort zone. Mm. The fourth thing would be to dismiss people from your life who don't build you up or encourage you. Oh, that's so important. If there's anyone in your life, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And perhaps I should have maybe shifted that to number one, because when you get rid of people who are dragging you down, who are uh, not speaking life to you, not encouraging to you, it could be your inner soul, your inner circle uh we can't pick our family members but we certainly can love them from a distance yeah if we have to and you know uh just be intentional about putting yourself around people who believe in you and Mm -hmm. and can speak to to you and encourage your dreams um and lastly the fifth thing would be to get a mentor or hire a coach you know someone who can speak life into your dreams and push you towards your greatness Mm -hmm. those are all tools and tips that I would recommend that women utilize to uh, gain more confidence in business. Yeah. But you know, the issue that you raised of um, keeping a distance from people that don't add value to your life or the people that pull you down, it's quite difficult for most people because it could be someone Mm -hmm. really close to you. And a lot of people don't know how to shake those people off because one part of you really knows that you should let this person go. They're not good for you. They're not growing you. And another part of you thinks, Mm -hmm. okay, now I'm being selfish. What if this doesn't work out and I've alienated myself Mm -hmm. from from all of these friends or family? Who will I turn to? And they'll definitely laugh at me (laughs) when this thing doesn't work out. And we we Mm -hmm. stick Mm -hmm. to these toxic people in our lives sometimes they're not even extremely toxic but you know when you have a presentation to make or you want to speak about something at work and then they tell you know what i don't even know why you're dressed like that your hair you should have got on your head you know mm-hmm. there are those little things that chip at your confidence how do you yeah how do yeah. you deal with that how do you practically deal with that because yeah. it's, it's an issue with most people yeah you know Confidence comes from the inside out. So we, we can't we can't be captivated by the opinions of people. Who are who are they? Who are they really? When you really think about it, who are these people? They they don't have any bearing on your potential or your destiny in life. They're just people when we look at it. We need to rearrange and readjust our mindset in terms of the value, the weight that we put on people's words, hmm. you know. And, and when, you, when you really love yourself, you know, and when you value yourself, you don't allow anyone else to determine your value for you. So it comes from an inner, inward place. And, you know, I mean, for me personally, it comes from my faith in God, like my identity and my purpose is shaped by my, my creator. He's the only one that I look to. I, I place such a high esteem in terms of what he, he thinks about me. Everyone else is secondary, mm. you know, and when you love yourself, you know, what, what people can say, you know, words, words may hurt, but it doesn't change the reality. 
of my greatness because of your opinion. Mm. You know, I don't place very, very much value or weight on what people think about me. And that's why, you know, I'm able to have a, a, a focus on uh, the impact that I'm making, the work that I'm doing. You know, I'm not looking at. And here's the other thing. When people don't receive you, then that's an indication that you are in the wrong place. That's true. You know, who, 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 who's going to stay in an environment, you know, intentionally where they're constantly being berated and mm. devalued. Yeah. You know, when you love yourself, you, you don't allow that. You just sort of set boundaries and certain standards, you know, for mm. yourself. And I know that, that it also depends on how you grew up, yeah. you know, what type of environment, you know, I had a very affirming mother who told me the sky is the limit and that I can do anything. So I realized, you know, if you don't get that as a child, you will seek it out as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I said get mentors and coaches who can really affirm you. And those people who aren't, then you really do have to dismiss them from your life. And can it be lonely and isolating, like you said? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But then, but then, you know, you'll be better off for it when you finish crying and, and feeling lonely and feeling sorry for yourself. You will come out being a strong person. And you'll be unstoppable. The advice. We were just shaking our heads in studio. <laughs> we were just nodding. Oh. We were just like, okay. Oh. You've taken us to school. Oh, I wish I could see you. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Awesome. Thank you for that advice. Awesome. Now, I really need to know, what are the major differences that you've spotted um, with entrepreneurs here and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in the U.S.? When it comes to how okay. they approach business, their confidence, mm -hmm. is it different or yeah. and where is it different? It is different. Uh -huh. It is different. And, and here's the thing. Let me start with the similarity first, and then we'll make the distinction in, uh, briefly in a moment. Mm -hmm. So the similarity is that in terms of the skill sets and the talent, there are no differences. I've met so many brilliant women, particularly women, mm -hmm. men too. In, in, in South Africa, but so many, many brilliant women. So there is no shortage of talent in South Africa or, or in Namibia, you know, but here's the difference. There are a lot more women empowering women here in the States. Okay. You can, if you want to go get empowered, it's so easy to find. I find that there aren't a lot of, there aren't enough. I won't say a lot. There aren't enough forums to chat about these topics that you, that we're talking about today on your show. There are not enough forums that bring these, these issues to light mm -hmm. so that they can really be dealt with. And so, you know, who better to empower a woman, but another woman, right? Yeah. We, we can, we, we have the ability to tear each other down, but we also have a, a great ability to, uh, to, to encourage each other and to, to, uh, to speak life into each other. And I think I, I found that even during some of the Q and a segments during the masterclass, they wanted more, uh, more of that as well. Mm. I felt like, Oh, I should have, I, I, I underestimated the need just to have that chat and, and to have someone validate them and affirm them and speak life to them. And from an outsider's perspective, also it's sometimes, when, when no one is biased against you, they can actually see the, the raw gift and beauty that you really bring. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, I don't want anything from the women. You know what I mean? I, I have a genuine affinity and, mm -hmm. and, and I want to see the women do well. 
otherwise, I know I, you know, I would not have flown 26 hours to come there. I really believe in what I'm doing and the women that I'm talking to. So, yeah, yeah I think there just aren't enough forums that are available to empower women. That's a big difference. Now, if I could just briefly mm-hmm. um, just speak about what you you asked about, like in terms of the ways in which we do business, what are the differences between us here, like in the States and, 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 and yeah. Southern Africa? So now there are some things that um, if you want to be like globally competitive, you have to learn how to be globally minded and not just like, you know, relegated to what's going on in, in your region. Yeah. If you want to be uh, competitive with businesses in the West, you have to know what the West is doing because they, you know, we are known as like being like the top business leaders in the world. And that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. We, are, we're, we are faster paced. So, so we do business like our lives depend on it because they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so time is money to us. You know, we, we, we're generally very responsive. So when you're doing business, you can't wait two and three weeks before you re- decide that you're going to respond to an email yeah. because here in the States, we'll just move on or, and replace you with another business partner. Mm-hmm. But there are so many opportunities uh, that can be done, that can be made in terms of doing business, even in the West, exporting goods. And I wanted to also bring awareness of the opportunities that I can create sort of as a liaison to help. Yeah. Uh, bring economic uh, economic prosperity into the hands of the women by exporting their goods over here. Like, what do you do? So, yes, there are some differences, but I think that they can be overcome. Okay, that's that's quite interesting and quite important. I'm happy that the last segment I'm actually giving people a list of places they can mm-hmm. network because I've actually realized this as well. There aren't a lot of places where female entrepreneurs can just talk about the challenges, you know, the, the keep each other accountable, mm-hmm. uh, you know, celebrate. Sometimes yeah. you want to celebrate a deal yeah. and people don't even understand what you're talking about. They don't understand why you're celebrating yeah. maybe such exactly. little money. But for you, you've gone for months without an invoice being paid. And you just want that yes. that ecosystem and people don't get it. So I'm glad yeah. my mind is on the right track. Now, finally, yes, because our absolutely. time is running out, what has been the most rewarding mm-hmm. experience um through this masterclass, maybe from people who are in your class who've told you a story or just you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I I do hear these common themes about thank you for bringing this type of uh, this this type of information to us. Mm. You know, um, thank you for sharing your insight. Thank you for believing in us. I feel more confident. Mm-hmm. now in myself and in my abilities i had one lady i got a response the very next day she uh, uh registered her her domain name for her business oh, wow. the very next day mm-hmm. so yeah so i'm activating people you know not mm-hmm. just motivation i believe in activating people into their their dreams you know what are you going to do to take this information and implement it so those mm-hmm. are some of the common uh, responses and, and positive feedback that I've gotten. That's great. You you got people to to take the step that they were afraid to yes. take. That's amazing. So yes. when are you back? <laughs> we already want you oh, back. You know, I've <laughs> oh, thank you. That does my heart good to hear you say that. Um, I am. I can actually see myself having sort of like a a semi permanent base there. 
um, in South Africa and Namibia. Yeah, I, I plan to spend, you know, you know, at least like three months at a time because, mm. you know, you can't make it. I can't personally make the impact that's in my heart to make in just a three hour masterclass, you know? So I'm planning, uh, I know it's been uh, presented to me to speak at uh, like global entrepreneurship week in November to possibly come back and do something on the continent then. And then I'm planning uh, my, my masterclass tour in Western Africa next year uh, in Ghana and in Nigeria. So while I'm over there, I might just go ahead and just make a trip down back down to South Africa, but that's why I'm developing business partnerships with people like you and other influencers who can help facilitate that. As long as there's a demand, I will show up. Yes. I will show up. So, I I, yes. I wish this could be taken to my home country, Zimbabwe, because I feel like With, it could oh, be. Yeah. Yes. So I really hope we get you back here, or even if we don't, we find a way to work on building women together and, you yes. know, owning your brilliance. Yes. So thank you so much Absolutely. for doing this interview and my thank pleasure. you for coming and, you know, just sharing and teaching women the many different things that they need to know to run a successful business. Absolutely. And I have just now added Zimbabwe to my potential list. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm happy. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy. Thank you so Wonderful. much for joining me on the show. And I hope to get my you pleasure. back when you're back in town or when you're in West Africa so you can tell us about that area as well absolutely thank you Kuze it's been such a pleasure you've been a wonderful media partner also for the tour and I look forward to doing many many more things together I look forward to it too alright wonderful okay okay guys so now I'm going to get into our last segment for the show which is your tech and trends but I am going to focus on the networking platforms that are available for us online as women to come together. Like you heard Tamiko saying, it's quite important for people to network, for you to have, you know, to help each other up in a way. And you, sh- you should see the way Linda is nodding here in studio. I think I'm dropping jams. I'm getting better at this. I should start a school. <laughs> We're going to go on a very quick break because I am left with seven minutes to dish out all this goodness to you guys on the show. And I really want you to get all the information. So stay tuned to Africa Business Radio. The show is EJ Africa, and I am Kudai, your host. We are taking ownership of our narrative, leading the conversation, enlightening our listeners. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. And I'm back. I told you, it's a quick break. 30 seconds. I think it was even 15. And I'm back. And now I'm going to tell you about networks to boost your confidence. And this is very important. You know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to be in a network of people that boost your confidence as an entrepreneur. These people can also be around to talk to you through certain things that you face in the journey. And, you know, they might have been through it, so they'll have advice. And let me tell you briefly how I came about this thing. Now, I realized that the more I get into business, entrepreneurship, my focus changes and my likes actually change and the things that I want to do 
are actually changing with that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone around you will change with you. So I was thinking, okay, um, I have quite a few friends that I talk to and work with, but it's not the same, you know. Why we don't really see each other much, we don't have wine. I was about to say coffee. I was going to lie. I'm not going to meet anyone for coffee. I'll meet you for wine. <laughs> so I realized we don't even meet each other like that. And I was talking to people because I was in a training um, last week, um, you know, a lean business workshop. And we started just talking and we realized that, you know, the sentiments are the same with most entrepreneurs, not just women, but in general, people want a place to congregate. And I thought about it and I got a group of girls that we're supposed to be having wine this Friday and talk about what has been going on this week and for you guys who are thinking okay where can I get some of this you know it depends on which country you're in and which areas are available but you know the popular ones that these networks that you can join online there's She Leads Africa it's a great community to you know network with other entrepreneurs talk to them they have events usually all around Africa so you can join their mailing list and be part of the movement there's lionesses in Africa as well they are great at um, connecting people you know it's a big community I know there are over a million women signed up to this and you can make friends there you know they have events so the thing is when they have events you get an opportunity to go to this event and meet other like-minded people especially if you feel like you're the only one in this train of thoughts, entrepreneurship, making money, all of this stuff. So you get to meet other people who feel and think the same as you. I'm I'm not sure if I can add you know talk about this on on air, but I know on Friday at Riversense Incubation Hub there's going to be a, a woman in business meetup. They do it every last Friday of the month. And it's my first time going there. It'll be my first time this Friday. And I'll give you guys an update next week on how it went. But something like that. If you're in South Africa, if you can make it to River Sands Incubation Hub, you can come join me. Meet me there. I'll be there. And ready to network with other people. There are also um, some institutes or networks like Women in Finance. You can Google them. It's a you know a platform for women in finance to talk to you know just meet up discuss things that are happening there's the institute of directors this one assists business leaders in their development there's the black business women's association guys there's a whole association for black business women and i know this one has a facebook page even so you can just you know find out what they're doing um find out if they have any events um going on then there's networking women. I, I like this. It's, it's I like the pun. <laughs> it's an online networking directory for women in business that desi- that is designed to provide wider exposure across different industries. There's the this one is in South Africa, the South African Women Entrepreneurs Network, and it supports women who are planning to start their businesses or women who own or manage an enterprise that generates profit. Um. And then there's E-Factor, and it's the world's, it's said to be the world's largest entrepreneur network. So, guys, if, you know, some of these maybe don't, you know, resonate with you or you're thinking maybe, ah, could I really? Just do a quick Google search, female entrepreneur networks near me. Or on Facebook, female entrepreneur network, and play around with words, women in business network. Use those things. I, I always find things online. So use it and you could find people. And the next time you go to an event, 
you know, you're there to look for business. Yes, I applaud you for that. But also look for connections because entrepreneurship can be a very lonely journey. So look for connections. If you find someone and you start chatting and you find that you actually maybe like the person, you know, you could be friends. Start a friendship. I know starting friendships as adults is hard, but you never know where that friendship can lead. They can introduce you to other friends or also entrepreneurs and you can end up meeting once a month. You talk about the challenges that you're facing. You talk about the goals. You know, they keep you accountable. They'll tell you, hey, Kutai, you last month you said you're going to be distributing your magazine to more places. How come? You know, those things. We need those things. And they celebrate the small wins with you because they understand that the small wins are actually very, very big to us as entrepreneurs. I really hope you enjoyed the show on building your confidence as a woman and doing business confidently. I spoke about how to um, get your voice as a woman in, in business, you know, be have your voice heard, the opportunities to find, op- how to find opportunities that suit you, your business, your personality. And also had the amazing Tamiko Kweya, um phoning us in. She's back in the U.S. now to tell us about her recently finished masterclass tour in South Africa and Namibia and how we can build our confidence. And lastly, I've just given you some networking sites and some networking places that you can go to to make friends and to also find like-minded people to work with. I really hope you enjoy the show. Remember, the podcast is going to go up as soon as it's ready. <laughs> I'm going to stop putting people on the on the spot. So if you miss the show, you're catching it late. Don't worry. The podcast will be up on the Africa Business Radio website as well as the Africa Business app. Follow us on Twitter at Africa Biz Radio. Like our Facebook page, Africa Business Radio. And always use the hashtag EJRAAfrica. I'm your host, Kudzai. I have to leave you and enjoy the rest of my Wednesday. Business News. Business resources, economic analysis, market analysis from experts and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa.